Welcome back to another episode of Seed Spark Sessions. Of course, as always, we hope this one finds you well, and today we are continuing our dive into email security. In the digital space, email spoofing is a form of a malicious attack that can impact anyone online. For those that may not be familiar with this tactic, online spoofing generally has the same meaning as the traditional sense of the word, of which there are two meanings. Number one, imitate something while exaggerating its characteristic features for comic effect, and number two, a hoax or to trick someone. I bet you can guess which one we're referring to today. In the context of computers, to spoof one's email address means that the sender is acting as if the email is coming from someone it's not. How someone, or something like a bot, sends an email made to look like it comes from someone or somewhere else is a little more technical to explain. When it comes down to it, spoofing email addresses is actually rather easy. All a person needs to spoof an email address is an SMTP, a simple mail transfer protocol server, and the appropriate email software. Most website hosting services will even provide an SMTP server in their hosting package. It is also possible to send email from your own computer if you load an SMTP server on it, however most ISPs will block port 25, which is required to send out email. Many of the available free SMTP servers will allow you to show a different from address than the actual registered domain that the email is transmitting from. However, to the recipient of said message, they will see that it actually came from the address you specified. Now there are special checks in place and more being put into place to prevent exactly this problem. One is called SPF, or Sender Policy Framework, which was developed by Mingwing Wang in 2003. Basically, each time an email is sent, the receiving server compares the IP of the origin with the IP listed in the SPF record with the appropriate domain. Let's say someone tried to spoof Bill Gates, Bill Gates at Microsoft.com. They would send an email on his behalf, the recipient server would then talk back to Microsoft.com and say, hey, I have an email that is coming from this IP address stating it was sent from Bill Gates. Microsoft would then tell the recipient server, nope, sorry, it should be coming from this IP address, providing the correct one, and the message would never get delivered. So why is an email address being spoofed? There are two basic reasons people and machines spoof. Malicious attacks causing useless internet traffic, attempting to bog down servers or bring them to a halt, or because you were unlucky enough to have clicked the wrong thing at the wrong time. There is only one reason that people, and all of this was at some point created by people, Take the time to code, program, and create things like viruses, spoofing, spam, and malware. It is for no other reason than the fact that they can do it. They're bored or getting paid by others that want to cause havoc on the internet. Think about what I show in the example above. At the end of that example, I state that the message does not get delivered. So where does that email go? Well, it sits around in holding bins called queues, sometimes for weeks, trying to get delivered. Multiply that by billions of emails that are transmitted daily, and one can imagine how much damage could be done with spam and spoofing. Don't get me wrong, I too at times wish the internet was not around and miss the days of yesteryear when things were a little bit simpler. We have too much information at our fingertips and not enough human hearts controlling it, but that's a topic for another time. However, the internet is a central part of our daily lives, the way that we work and communicate and play, whether it's beneficial or corruptive. So if you've been spoofed, how did they get your email address? For someone working in IT for almost 20 years, David Hazlett has seen it all here at SeedSpark. 
The two biggest problems, he says, that cause people to get listed on spoofing databases are people clicking links in a phishing email and freely submitting their email address to the list, or people forwarding mails to mass groups of people, exposing their email addresses and everyone else's. All you need is for one of those receiving email boxes to have a scraper in it, which is something that pulls all of the email addresses it can find, and then you're on the list. So how can you protect yourself from being spoofed? Number one, use your spam filters. Nearly every free and paid email service has spam filters and junk boxes. If something goes to your junk mail, don't simply unblock it. Investigate the email even if it looks like it's coming from someone you know. Make sure that it really did come from that person and that they intended to send it to you. Then never click an unexpected link or download an unfamiliar attachment. Nearly all major companies, such as banks, have policies in place that require that if they need you to click a link on their website, they will include some sort of identifying information, such as your name or the last four digits of an account number. Pay special attention to that. Too many people see a generic email that simply says your account has been compromised, click here to validate. No legitimate bank or institution will ever send that. They would say, Dear Jason, we believe your account has been compromised, please call us at and then provide the phone number. Learn to read email message headers and check domain names and IP addresses. Nearly all email programs will let you float your mouse over an email address or link in an email, and what you see pop up should be identical to what you are floating over. If it's something different, then it's probably spam or phishing for information. For businesses, it's very important to train your employees to know the vulnerabilities and the tactics hackers may use to gain access to your private information. Our team at SeedSpark specializes in providing cutting-edge software, reliable email security, and corporate training that can provide multiple layers of protection that stand between you and those that are fighting to get access to your most important data. Thanks for taking time to check out this episode of SeedSpark Sessions. If you're new here and you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to subscribe on podcast services or, of course, you can find the show on YouTube as well. Links to those pages and our social media channels will be down below, or you can always hit us up on the official SeedSpark website for more information on the topics we covered or to learn more about the services we offer. But we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.